yes, it was. Okay. Oh, you also see ladies got a bunch of people Oh, yeah? Oh, come. In which, which sport? We got football. Football, okay. Football Americano. No, foot, football. The Mundial. That I don't know. Soccer. <laughs> Love, are we good? I think so. Me, 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 me. All right, so Karen, this is going to be your, this will probably be your only <laughs> shot on video. Is that all right? All right, cool. We're getting set up. The air condition is feeling good, I think. How about that one, George? I think it's all alterations. Hold, here, here hold, her, hold her up so we can see. What? I should say hold him up so that's, we can see. That's been around a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, you're, you're at I it. just realized. Yeah. Is it, is it still good? Still haven't got the paint off the eye. That was when you were chairman at oh, Harry Griggs. Yeah. That's uh, 25 years ago. Oh, you got a wood one. Yeah, 26 years ago. 2006. Some, something like that. 19. Good God. 2006. 17. Yeah. <laughs> they got eight more years and they can have me for the 50th anniversary. I think they just did the 50. 50th, 50th anniversary of the... They just had it. Well, they missed me then. Yeah. I, I was... Uh, I kind of, I kind of got it twice. Oh yeah. Well, the COVID year. Oh, that yeah. That I did skip. Two mag, one poster, but two magazines. You, I got you know, it. you know about that piss. The, you can the, say what to speak the, freely. The, the great piss off a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the, Nick reminds me of it often. The, oh Jesus, that was funny. <laughs> they had the cops down there and everything else. <laughs> Don't don't you dare bring anything other than North American birds over here. So I took all my stuff, mm -hmm. and then I went back in, and it was a John John Day. Yes, he was giving me a bunch of stuff, so I could, I gave the British salute. <laughs> now, of course, the the whoever the president of the association now is thought I had flipped him off, which I really did. <laughs> he's, and he's giving me all kinds of crap. And I'm, I looked at him and I said, you're woke, aren't you? Well, I, first off, I need to apologize because I never hit record. I'm a rookie at this. Oh. <laughs> wow. No, with the audios. Are you recording yet? <laughs> no. Oh, so you're a rookie too. So that's good that you missed this. No, no, because I got the audio. Oh. We just don't have the video. <laughs> but maybe this is a good way to... <laughs> Started off, George Williams. It's an honor and pleasure to have you down, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for it's driving a long down. drive, but it's been fun. Well, now Karen, now this is your only official. Okay. Videos, video highlight. You want to? You want to look into the camera and say anything to anybody? <laughs> say hello to this to the Australian football team. Mm. George Williams, thank you very much. All the way from Camden, Delaware. I know it's a little bit of a drive for you, but especially on the holiday, or not holiday, but vacation Saturday, right? Beach weekend. Mm. Yeah, busy weekend. Thank oh, you. Yeah. We, we do appreciate, appreciate you. you. I'm hoping that this could be, or will be, one of more if you enjoy doing these. But you can decide later. I'm not going to put you on the spot right now.
But if you enjoy doing this, I'd have to come up and, and um, check out the, the dungeon. I haven't been up in there for years. Forever. Yeah. I think, honestly, I don't think the Walmart was there. It's been a while, then. Yeah. How's or how about this? How about this? Uh, Bill, Bill, was, Bill was in the backyard. Well, I mean, that's, but that's still a big window. I, oh, I'm, I know it in the backyard. I don't. Maybe ground was broke for Walmart, but I, I don't remember. I don't it's, know. it's been a while. It has been a while. The dungeon? <clears throat> that's my shop. That's what you call it? Has it, it got like a plaque on over top of the doorway? No, not really. No? It's just... It's just the dungeon? It's just always been called the dungeon. Okay. I think that's a, that's a holdover from when my school district decided to do renovations. Mm-hmm. And they put me in the old cafeteria teaching art and phys ed. And I aptly named it the dungeon, dungeon. for the kids. And okay. every one of my kids at Townsend called that, that room a dungeon. It flooded occasionally. Oh, yeah, it was it was kind of a interesting. Okay. I'd, I'd come downstairs and find snakes. <laughs> that had come down down the steps. Oh my gosh. Mm. So that my shop became the dungeon. Okay. Well I'm gonna work backwards and say the first time I ever met you was in nineteen ninety five. Yes. At the Happy Grace Decoy Show. On the on the deck. Where, where um, Bob and Sandy <laughs> put their arm around me and said, come with us. They were that's, commiserating with you. That, that's just George. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> I, I still don't have a lot of filters about, you know, if someone wants a critique, they're going to get it. Balls to the wall. It's, it's so I've known of you since 1995. When did you first start carving decoys? Uh, I started making decoys for myself in 1975. And some of them I never used because they were unusable. Mm -hmm. But it was a learning process. 100%. I'll give you a baseline. I got out of Southern Illinois University in 1968 with a Master of Fine Arts degree as a painter. I was three years old. And I made very large paintings. We're talking... Biggest piece I had ever completed was eight feet high and forty feet in length. It's, it was all segments that could be moved back and forth. They have all disappeared thanks to a leak in the roof of the old garage. Oh. Mm. What, be that as it may, um, moved to Delaware and I was always a rabbit and quail hunter from squirrels from Illinois and discovered waterfowl here and absolutely did not like what I was looking at for things to hunt over. Most of them plastic. And I started buying old birds when you could still get them for five and six dollars a piece. I've got some Madison Mitchell corks that I hunted over that were made in the 1950s. What species are those? Black ducks. Black I've got. I have some mallards that I I touched up a little bit, right. and they're down. They're down in the shop. But I've I've pretty much switched over to my own job now. Mm-hmm. So started out in '75, making wooden birds with a draw knife. My neighbor Red Eye would occasionally take me out to the base to use. 
to use the shop so I could bandsaw some things. Mm -hmm. I figured that was one tool I needed. And I still have the original Sears bandsaw. We sat here, what, Karen, a week to 10 days ago, and I, I was, uh, no, maybe two weeks ago, I was on the bandsaw, and I told you about George's Craftsman bandsaw. Yep. And the scary things he can do with it. <laughs> I told her, I said, I'm still not sure how you get a brand through that thing, or, but what you do? You just tip it. <laughs> tip and push. That's, it's, there, were, there were a lot of things that, that I had to learn to do just adapting what I knew from the MFA degree into making things that were three-dimensional and would float from things that you hung on a wall. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So you said you needed to, you knew you needed a bandsaw. Needed a bandsaw. I think the first power tool I ever got was a, a Fordham tool, an old Model C, which was top of the line at the time that I got it. And slowly decided, well, I need a few more things. So the only, the only tools I have in the shop, because knives make scars, are the bandsaw and basically the couple of Fordham tools. Knock on wood. I've been very fortunate. My, my worst thing, and I, I try to tell people that it doesn't cut you, it grinds you. It eats you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> go down the road and drag your hand mm. on the blacktop. Yeah, that's, that's what it does. It doesn't cut you. You don't really bleed, but man, it is a like it's a blunt. It's nothing to patch up. Yeah. It's yep. just dip it in dip it in sawdust, mm -hmm. wrap it up in some gauze and duct tape and keep going. Yeah, it's not it's it'll not, heal. It'll heal. It's not a fun thing. <laughs> but, mm -mm. Yeah. So push come to shove. I just, the whole thing started out as making birds for me and then it went crazy from there. Mm -hmm. I've made over 8,000 decoys since I started. Wow. And they are now in the US, Europe, Canada, and now I've dragged them down as far as Argentina, yeah. wow. which has been the the bane of many competitions mm -hmm. because people do not recognize that folks hunt ducks elsewhere. Hmm. Just not North American species. Side note to this, I had, a, I had an opportunity to take some pictures for a Safari International book, Azam Khan had his basement, he has, a, he has like a world collection of waterfowl. And the North, North American collection was more than cool, but I really enjoyed all the other walls, like he had his South America wall and Africa oh, there's wall. Neat, oh, there's goodness. neat it stuff just, all over. It was, it was incredible. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed hunting down there. There's not as much pressure as there is here. Mm -hmm. And you can still hunt birds. You know, and there are a lot of species that are still on my bucket list, as it were, mm -hmm. that I have not seen yet. Hmm. Like Tim Bombardier, the last time he went down, shot a ring teal, which I finally got to see. Mm -hmm. Neat, neat bird. So I've been, I've made ring teal decoys out to take back with me. Nice. 
Um, I want to keep on the decoy subject, but I got to ask because I won't remember this. Have you been to Mexico? No, it's it's a scary place to be apparently. Hmm. And you're shooting the same species as you would shoot up in the States and in Canada. And it's a little bit wild and hairy. And I just felt no reason to go there. I would... I love Argentina. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful piece of country. The people that we we go and hunt with are great hosts and a lot of fun to deal with. Mexico, I want to shoot a black brain. And I know I can go to Alaska and do it, but... You can also go to uh, anywhere on the West Coast. Or you go to Baja. Yeah. I have one in the freezer. Yeah. That was a, a, a trade for, for an Atlantic... Did you know that there is, I'm gonna, Karen, you need to roll me back in. That's a pretty duck. I just, I had to Google, I hadn't seen one. That's a ring teal. Yeah, very pretty. That's the male. That's beautiful. Um, there's a silver brand. Yep. Where? I don't know, I'm gonna say it's a West Coast bird or a Russian bird. But years ago I was out at the, and I can't remember the location of it, but the Washington Brandt Foundation. Huh. I uh, can't remember his gentleman's first name. Ma- no, Maynard. Man, I'm t- I apologize. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he had an aviary. That, that goes with age. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he had an aviary, and he had. He's like, "There's your Atlantic brand. There's your Pacific brand, black brand." He says, "Didn't did you know that 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 is a silver? There's a third species of brand. It's called silver. Was what he was calling silver brand." That's kind of strange. Yeah, I have to look. Huh. Are you looking at one up, Karen? Uh, yeah. Silver brand. The neatest thing he had. Like that? Um, yeah, maybe. It was, I mean, it looked like, there's not. Looks like a hybrid. It, it looks like a piebald bird. Well, it, it wasn't, the ones he had didn't look, I mean, they, they looked like a normal brand, if, you know, if you will. Um, hmm. But and he, he said silver brand. The neatest thing, and Karen wrote me back in, the neatest thing he had was, um, Speck eiders that I've never seen. He had a pair of, and they were just freaking beautiful. Speck, yeah, they're gotta go long ways to shoot a spectacle eider. Mm-hmm. I've I've now shot pochards, which I think are really neat. Mm-hmm. Look like a redhead, only with a big knot on their bill. About three or four species of teal that, that we just don't see. Mm-hmm. Three species of pintails. Mm-hmm. Kinds of fun things. Yeah. Um, and they all taste good. <laughs> so, fortunately, I've been a few times with Karen to Australia. And I guess you can only duck hunt the southeast um, like Melbourne, region, Victoria. Yeah, region yeah. Of, the, uh, of the country. But I've seen the Pacific black duck. The Pacific black duck or Australian black duck? I think Pacific. Pacific. Is it Brian? It's a guy that's living in Minnesota now? Yes. That goes down to Oz frequently. In yeah, yeah. The neatest thing I've seen, in the Gold Coast is kind of central, you know, north and south, central on the, on the east coast. Tropical. And what brings up is Brant, talking about a Brant, but it's their wood duck that looks like a teal, coloring and feathering, but its size and shape and profile looks like a Brant. Hmm. You looking at one up? Um, no, just a Pacific black duck. Oh, well, we can we can turn you loose on uh, 
on a rusty-headed goose or an ashy-headed goose down in Argentina. The ashy head looked like a brant. It's almost the same size. Do um, is, is goose hunting somewhat restrictive in Argentina? Right now in the province of Buenos Aires, right. no es posible. <laughs> and for our, and for we our don't know why. <laughs> they still, they're still overloaded with the birds. Right. But, but some bleeding heart had a problem and took it to the. So maybe not. She just pulled the picture that's, up. That's the Australian wood duck. So I mean, is it? I have a, a decoy of, of. Oh really? Yeah, that that but Brian made me. It kind of looks like a green winged teal coloring and feathering, right? Yeah, very pretty. Just, There's, that also looks very, very much like the uh, ashy-headed goose. All right. So if you're li uh, watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. And if you're listening on any of the major podcast platforms, you got to start Googling some of this stuff and check it out. George, this is the Pit Boss Podcast brought to you by our very good friends at Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Molly's is easily found on Route 2. What are you laughing at? One ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> took some grief over that man Good. I took some grief over that it's not an inside joke because I, I do the many radio spots for Molly's go ahead George tell the story please I was I was listening to the uh, country western station in Dover and working in the shop and Jeff's voice came on from Molly's and he was they were advertising shotgun shells turkey loads for, and you could get a box of turkey loads for one ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine, and I thought to myself, "That sounds strange." I'm going to call him up, and instantly I said, "Have you heard what you said on that on that, on that ad?" And he said, "It was one ninety nine ninety nine. He said, "Add another ninety nine. They got expensive for an item that was on sale. Well, you're, I think, the only one that called anybody out on it. So you listen well. And first off, I'm dyslexic, so that's my that's my past. <laughs> You're a school teacher. He is not dyslexic. I am dyslexic. I'm retired. I, uh, he is not dyslexic. I never am dyslexic. Um, and but it went through some other channels before it got aired. So you know, it, it, a couple other people, a couple other people missed it too. But it cracked me up when I heard it. I mean, it, it was an instant. <laughs> stop work. You're going to hurt yourself. I've got to call Jeff and tell him about that. <laughs> Molly's is easily found on Route 213 in Kennedyville, Maryland on Maryland's famed Operation Shore, mymollies.com, M-Y-M-O-L-L-Y-S.com. Uh, I keep saying it, but there's some, some new news on their URL address there shortly. So, Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Uh, everybody at Molly's are good friends there. Thank you very much. Next up, love? Dirty Duck Coffee. Dirty Duck Coffee. We're getting so, so close, aren't we? Yeah, we are. How, how close are we? Uh trying to approve some stuff but hopefully yeah before fall right yes mm -hmm. um buck and jay well buck is in little rock arkansas at the delta waterfowl expo and jay is sweating his balls off in st louis missouri in like 103 degrees outside mm -hmm. at uh dive bomb squad squad fest so um DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Guys, thank you very much. Next up, love. 
Crabs to go. Crabs to go. Easily mm. found. Have you been to Crabs to go, George? Nope. Right. Do you like coffee? I, coffee I am addicted to. All right. Well, we're going to... I'll I'll see you along the way somewhere. We'll Hook you up. Crabs yeah. I'm very lazy about. Yeah. <laughs> I like soft shells. Oh, yeah. Nick, how do you say Nick's last name? It's not Costolano. Costi... Cost, I can't, I butchered that last name. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Just Nick. That's what I say. See the song? Nick. <laughs> Nick, Sorry, just Nick. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he brought some crab cakes last night. Mm-hmm. That's why when you said you're lazy on crabs, crabs cakes. Crab cakes are the way to go. But crabs to go, Mark, John, Dan, they're easily found on, well, on Route 50, but at the corner of 589. So... In, um, I guess technically Berlin, but we say Ocean City. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of between crabs to go.com. Guys, thank you very much. Next up, love. <laughs> Duckwater boats. And what is, what's so special about Duckwater boats and Steve Hoover? The um, world's largest that we are lucky enough to own. Yeah. You saw the duck boat out there, didn't you? That is the world's largest duck boat. That's a, that's a duck yacht. It's it's a it is a production boat I, that that's hall number two so he he would like to make more of it if anybody's interested in having a model or a version of the world's largest duck boat but you could you could seat an entire orchestra in that boat <laughs> well, it's, good, it's good for the ocean Steve Hoover thank you very much all the way from New Philadelphia Ohio duckwaterboats.com. next up love <laughs> duck blind bistro bistro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it now. Yeah, I'm gonna let you speak on Duck Blind Bistro, John, it's, it's, John Paul, and Jay. It's a um, a nifty piece of equipment uh, that you can easily cook biscuits in. Um, or it's, it's the ultimate outdoor oven. There you go. Okay. But uh, it could also I be it was used. A restaurant. <laughs> no. It's a duck blind restaurant. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, we'll have to show you. It's uh, you know two uh, molded pieces of aluminum that come together to keep the heat in and cook things very quickly. But um, yeah, super super easy. I'll have to pass that to Bomber. I'm telling you, it's, it is it is a really neat piece of equipment. It yeah. Is. Um, they. Uh, I don't know. Who, I know John Paul. I don't know if Jay is or not. But they are both out at, out at. They are both, well, to us it would be down, at Little Rock, at Delta Waterfowl Expo. Um, he texted me this morning. He was concerned. He said yesterday was so good, he, was like, he thought maybe they were going to run out of, they were going to uh-huh. be sold out. So evidently it's going over very well there yeah. for them. So. That's pretty cool. Sadly, we, uh, I don't know where we'll, we'll ever get there. That's one day. Be, be, being that waterfowling has slowed down, Due to the pressure, people need to have something to do when they're in a blind, and why not cook? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just makes, makes sense to me. It's the whole experience, you know. Just, you know, what what's better than sitting outside when it's cold and eating something nice and warm and delicious? And lastly, but not least, I never say pitbulls waterfowl. I guess it's just assumed everybody knows it's what I do. But maybe they, maybe everybody, maybe I shouldn't assume. You should never assume. I assumed yesterday, after you heard the conversation on speakerphone, I just assumed you you knew that the painters were going to start painting and, and pointing up stuff yesterday. Because I even asked you if it was okay. And who's to say I was listening? Well, 
but I, we're supposed to be mentally, mentally you know what they say about hooked a up. Okay, pitbulls water fat, but love Whaleyville wagon tails. Yep, Whaleyville wagon tails. What's, what's good? Have you heard of Whaleyville wagon tails? Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, you're about to. Well, but being, being that I'm a northerner, <laughs> you're not that far away. So yeah, Whaleyville wagon tails. We um, yeah, we can board and and pet sit here at the beautiful Pit Boss World Headquarters. Karen so. quit her job. And I got to keep my pimp hand strong. <laughs> yep. So yeah, trying to trying to you know make it an enjoyable experience for pets that you know owners have to leave them and um, you know minimize the stress on them and they kind of get treated like one of our own. So they do. They definitely do. Yeah, well, <laughs> except for the snarky one. Well, that, he's ours and he gets treated very well. Trust me. Trust me. He does. Well, and the other thing is with the painters here, like. A, well, anyway, yeah, it's just they're all they're all kind of up right now just because, but yep. they all they're all loose, yep. like a, overnight and that kind of thing. Yep, so. sleeping on the couch and doing other dog stuff. Yeah, hanging out, being dogs. Being dogs. That's, yep. All right, here's a shameless plug, but I have no shame. So how shameless could it be? <laughs> uh, for the 2023-24 Maryland waterfowl season. We have three days left and we are currently booking for the 2024-25 season mm. and um, folks are planning ahead and have actually sent deposits for the following year yep so each year just happens quicker and quicker to get booked up yep gotta think ahead plan ahead yeah 100% rewind back to decoys George so you said that basically you were I think you know what the last thing you said were um, Madison Mitchell cork birds so you said you were you were buying birds. You can still buy birds for five, six, seven dollars. Can't do it anymore. Nor do I. Mm. It's just it's prohibitive. People have gone nuts over over old stuff. Mm -hmm. I I have a bird at the house that was that came off the reckless. It's probably a holly. Mm -hmm. Female. Mm -hmm. She got used the year that Canvasback reopened. Wow. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I figured that's what they were for. Mm -hmm. And then I got told, you probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> and I got real serious about making so. My hunting partners, Barry and Bob, who are now deceased, God bless them, um, got me started with, with cork. Wiley, specifically. I'm glad you mentioned Wiley, because I, I know my story yep. or history of Wiley cork, but you know it better than I do, so I'd like you to... You still have a couple of the. Those, those, are the old, those were duck block. And they have patterns on the sides. Boxes. It was kind of neat. Oh really? That's yeah. Cool. Uh, upstairs, I still have a one of the last, um, one of the last pieces. I, uh, it's in a, it's in the the four inch. It's in a full. Yeah, side I've box. got I've got five sheets left at the house, mm -hmm. from when Marty closed his doors. Mm -hmm. I got I have a uh, a box with just the top open of uh, two inch. Mm. And I have some odd pieces of two inch sitting around that, and a few sheets of one inch that I use for bottom boards. I was gonna say, I, I, I had, and I can't remember exactly how I got them from there, but it was almost like the, the one inch was like almost like a four by eight sheet, yeah. as I recall. I mean, it was maybe not four feet wide, but it was, it was wider than two feet. Hmm. And um, so, 
Wiley Court was in where? Up in Wilmington, Delaware. Was it a very nice uh, neighborhood? It was where there were a lot of factories. Yes. Hmm. You you just got off of 495 and went over a bridge. It was... Went past a prison? North 12th Street. 12th Street, yep. And they had a big silver water tower with Wiley Cork on it. So you'd always find the place. And the, the guys in there were always very easy, easy to deal with. It was Marty and Dick. Was the, was the entire, the building was huge. Was the entire building, its only purpose was cork? Because I, I always got the feeling when I went in, like there was a lot of space that wasn't being used and went up the stairs to the office and it was just like, and I'd been out back, you know, like a lot of the cork, they had it out. Like I told people it was like a lumber yard where their cork was just sitting outside. <laughs> At one time, it, I don't know what, what the original purpose of the building was, but it wasn't always used to manufacture cork. And they, they got all of their cork from Portugal in bags, but they did all the extrusion themselves. So you could really deal with the amount of weight per sheet and everything else by just talking to Marty and giving him a hard time on occasion. So it's always a good place to go to get Portuguese wine also. Mm-hmm. He always got cases of wine from, from his, uh, his dealers. What is, what is cork, actually? Cork is the bark of, a, of basically a live oak tree. And it's, it can be taken off every seven years. Seven, okay, once, thank Once you. a tree is matured. Because I told this story to people, I was like, I don't, I don't know how quickly it grows back. And I said, it doesn't kill the tree. But I, I'm not sure how quickly they don't totally strip it, you know, because that probably would kill it. Right. It's a good way to get rid of any unwanted growth in your yard. Is just yeah. ring back them. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think I don't think they they would ring a uh, a cork tree. Mm. I've I've seen one growing in uh, at a place where we hunted in Argentina. It was gorgeous. I just picked off a little bit of it and mm-hmm. put it in my pocket. I got it. I don't know where it is right this minute, but I've got. First of all, I don't remember where I got it from, but I've got a, and it's not just a cross section. It's like a an angled cross section. It's a beautiful piece of oak, you know, oak wood. You can see all the grain in it, and then it's got the cork bark on the outside. Hmm. And uh, when I was refinishing furniture, I sprayed it with shellac or lacquer, but I just sprayed it, sprayed it, sprayed it, and I don't know if it's. It, I still have it here somewhere. Hmm. Um, well, there's a cork, cork book. I know I got that a bit. Uh, Probably got that from Marty. Yes, yeah, that book I got from Marty. Um, and I, I bet you that I got that piece. I, I had met him, so, like, the place was gone. And I, I don't know how. They, like, had a, they had a fire up there, and then they had some goings on with, with the union, yep. and Marty finally had enough of it. And mm-hmm. 2000, he walked away. Well, I, two, two things stand out in my mind. Well, actually, a lot of things stand out in my mind up there. Is that, again, like it was, like this building was an old brick factory, brick and steel factory. I might be exaggerating, but was it like five stories inside? It was, it, was that? This, the original building here or up, up at Wiley? Wiley. What? I'm not sure. I just remember going in, like you drove in through, again, like you kind of went around, 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 and if the water tower wasn't there, 
it probably you'd it was, miss it. Yeah, it'd be kind of halfway hard to find. But I remember like a metal like a metal building that had blue green like metal trim, and then it was like just old looking brick. There was a a crane. Yep. Overhead crane that ran in there. Yep. Barry and Bob's dad worked up there. And and like the water years ago, the water tower was like wasn't modern looking. It was like an old you know um, plated, riveted kind of tank kind of looking thing. Um, and I remember like you went inside and like walked up these metal steps, metal steps. Like I don't at least yeah, go to get to the office. Yeah, at least go two stories, two stories up to get to the office. I like the smell of that place. Yes, it did smell good. That's if if I ever need a little reminder, I just take some of the scrap that I have and run it through the band so until I get the smell in the shop. It did, did have a very unique, unique you, aroma. You absolutely, with that cork, you didn't have to seal it. You didn't have to, all you had to do was carve it, sand it, and paint it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just amazing stuff. Mm. I remember the old, my first F350, F350 crew cab. I came down to your house and I think I had it full. I think I had like 25 sheets of cork in that thing, like pretty much, I remember making that run. And then, um, again, I don't know how, like how he got a hold of me, but Marty called me one time. This is after they're totally done. And the Wawa on Route 40 in mm -hmm. Delaware, mm -hmm. he must have lived back, like I met him there. He came in from the backside and he had one sheet. He's like, hey, I got this one sheet of cork. Do you, like he called me up and said, do you want it? And, you betcha. Yeah, like, I, I took it. Um, it was kind of messed up looking. <laughs> it was barely curved, and all you got to do is bandsaw it out. Yeah, yeah. It flattens itself um, out. But yeah, that was that was like that. That was my last rec. Well, not my last recollection because my very last recollection would have been in about two thousand seven when we were doing the D three TV. We're talking about decoys at cork, and I rode up there. Everything was gone. I believe the lot had a fence around it. They removed the building then. But the water tower was still there. That was the only thing standing, and you could just barely make out Wiley Quirk on it. So I thought that, that was my that was my last recollection. Of the yeah, it was that was sad when they when they closed because then yeah. we were all scrambling around to find material. First thing you discover is the people who were making cork did not use the same bind, binding material, and that's. The great discovery that some of the decoys started to soak up water, hmm. and it, it wasn't the cork that was soaking up; it was the voids in the in the material itself. There was a lot of scrambling around, going, "Well, bring them back. I'll hollow them out, put a bottom board on it." I still use Wiley cork scraps mm -hmm. to plug where I where I run the screw hole mm -hmm. for the heads. Mm -hmm. I still have enough of it that I, I just make little cylinders and plug them up with Gorilla Glue. Do you remember, well, way back when it was two inch, and like yeah. a, over my shoulder here, the box, duck blocks, he sold goose blocks and duck blocks. I have six inch. Six inch. But he was having trouble with getting it. The extrusion time was a little hairy, and he made like one sheet, and there was a brand that I gave to the Hammer to Grace Museum as part of my chairman thing. Mm -hmm. And I've got the rest of them still in the shop. And they're these big, thick-looking brands. 
and he, he did he did finally acquiesce to making five inch cork, which was really good stuff. What uh what do you remember what year like the the six inch would have been? Oh good lord. Is that too hard? I may have a date on the bottom of the of the ones that I still have. And if not, I at least I can identify by the keel and by the the shape of the heads. I have I have a, a small rig of your five inch stuff. Um, yeah, that was that was nice nice cork. But again, you had it. You didn't have to do anything with it. Now you've got to put sealer on and then put a base coat on the on the material. So it's. Mm. So so uh, back to the duck and I bought obviously again I had I was buying duck blocks and goose blocks. Do you remember what that cost? For a for a full sheet two by th two by three by four inches thick. Well, but was, the, well, I'm going to ask you that too. But I, I meant like when you, oh the boxes when it was the two inch stuff. When I started, yeah, I could get a, a case of the two inch cork for twenty five dollars a case. Okay. At this point, then when we talked Marty into cutting blocks for us, so we could save money by band sawing out the shapes of them rather than having them f fit the block that he had cut. Uh, a two by three by f four block of cork was $50 a sheet. 50. It's now up over $150 a sheet. Yeah, friend. So uh, don't complain if your prices seem a little skewed. <laughs> a friend the other day was shipping two, uh, four inch, Two, you know, three, two by three foot that is four inches thick shift was two hundred dollars so mm. we need more cork glow <laughs> go to Elkton somebody said that they're not selling it maybe it was Nick somebody mm. told me the other day they, probably because he wants it for himself but I was up there last eh, May yeah and picked up a bunch of they had a ton of it there yeah last time i tried to get cork from there was during covid it was like some bizarre thing you had to like jump through hoops and stand on your head to oh it was crazy yes yeah, so i never but i did i made an attempt to get yeah they, cork one day. they they still have the product we need to go to portugal <laughs> ah. <laughs> are you going for the wine or for the for everything for the cork for everything <laughs> I've made quite a few um, e either emails and phone calls. Some some people you can't, I can't communicate with. Um, and then the other thing is like the volume that you'd have to buy is kind of out outrageous. I don't know. Well, you have room out here to put put just when they bring the container, just put a make, couple of containers. Yeah, just put the container on the ground out there for us. Well, I mean. It, still got to empty a house in storage oh, units. No, I was going to say that would be, I mean, that, that is kind of, that would be, that would be a neat thing to do. Mm. But yes, we still have to, we're not going to. <laughs> no, so you're saying a, biting off too much? No, just that's, no That's room. a rough thing to do is put a container ship, you know, shipping container in your yard. Mm. <laughs> yep. Kids would be over immediately painting on it. All right, so the uh, that's where I was going to go with. So the uh, it was fifty-ish 
And then now, yes, yeah, it's, it's really... It's, it's gotten outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I think if you figure it out, it's probably even like board foot. If you figure the board foot of cork, it's probably more expensive than cedar. The, the only advantage of it is you don't have to hollow it. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit less of a hassle to carve. Mm-hmm. Other than that, woods, wood may be the way to go again. Yeah. But where you know where do you find tremendous amounts of of stuff like the guys who were making birds in the 18th, 19th century and up to when Madison Mitchell's factory closed down, they were using telephone poles, ships, masts, all kinds of strange things that they were getting for almost nothing or nothing. We do it in the winter take the dogs down to the inlet, inlet and let them run and walk up to the fishing pier there's some really nice old cedar poles there the stuff the stuff that's out in the ocean with the hurricanes and whatnot kind of have have uh you good you good it's family we we play wordle it's my son i'm today's champ he got wordle in three this this morning well, the posts, posts, the pilings, not posts, the pilings for the fishing pier, the ones that are out in the water with the... Chainsaw. Well, but there's been the hurricanes <laughs> and stuff. Those those are straight up, you know, creosote and creosote, old ones, and then, you know, more pressure tree ones. But once you get back up into the beach, man, there's, there is some nice, nice, nice posts there. Out. You good? Yes. And there's, okay. there's still available cedar. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a nice piece of, of moving around. There's a big... Uh, Maybe to your. There you go. Oh boy. Yeah. There's there's still some cedar around, that's available. And, and the knots always burn nicely. Mm-hmm. One one thing about having a lot of cedar in the house now is, is it, I have a place to get rid of all the scrap wood. My son burns mm-hmm. as a, a fireplace, and he's got a couple of fire pits in the yard, and it, there's. He says, there's nothing better to start a fire with than your head pattern. 100%. 100%. I mean, he's, yeah, it's he's crazy. He's a match to it. And it, yeah, it burns, he, yeah. likes, he likes it. Yeah. And it, we, we got into, uh, who was it, Scott Green and, uh, oh, good Lord, Ed Lewandowski and I got into a, uh, a polonia tree a mm-hmm. number of years ago. Matter of fact, the scoters that are in the car are polonia. Okay. Cool. At least the white wings are. I my only dealing with Polonia was Pat and Genia Vincenti in I don't know late nineties. There was an old decoy factory down on Route Forty, Maryland, right around the Beltway. It was called Hutch Hutch Decoy. Okay. They they had Pat had Pat still has the bandsaw. I kept the bandsaw. They had a duplicator that was from like nineteen oh something. Had. 16, 16 or 32 stations on it um, and he had to set up for a while and I don't know where I don't know where that went but basically they, they bought him out of business and like there was they, they were making those um, like the, the owl blanks and just the, you know these route uh, duplicators made blanks and blanks and blanks and um, basically you know Pat was like I got the little plumbing oh I think I went down maybe and helped him Pro- that's probably how it worked I went down and helped him and he's like, hey, could you use this? Could you use that? Would you like this? Would you like that? 
and I did I did have some nice polonia. It's got a nice smell. Yes. You got to be very careful carving it because the the grain goes from hard to soft. Mm -hmm. It's almost like dealing with with trying to carve uh, balsawood. Balsawood. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you just catch that catch that bad spot and like whew, big divot. The bird that uh, duck chuck Hemming. Mm -hmm. from Lorraine, Ohio, George. Um, he would go to, he was a duck hunter, hunted the break, hunts the break water wall. Break wall water, break water wall, how do you break say wall. that? Break wall, it's a break wall. Yeah. All right. He hunts it. Keeps Lake Erie from taking over the, the entire <laughs> coastline. Yes. Uh, he stopped in, he and, he and his uh, girlfriend Sandy are down Ocean City this week. I think they're still here probably. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he, he wanted a bird to take and the body was from like 2009, but it was an old, had a bottom board on it, but it was, it was an old body of um, balsa. And like it did, it did have those couple plays. I said, man, it's kind of rough looking. And um, you have to learn to be a dancer when you're playing with balsa. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just gotta, there's a whole different way of, it's a, a touch thing that, that you don't have to deal with, with cork, even with, with, cedar or pine, but balsa wood sometimes, you, you'll be working along and mm -hmm. now what am I gonna do with that? Mm -hmm. Just either fill it in or make the, make the decoy a little bit smaller. <laughs> Small decoys, I, you, you kind enough to lend me a pattern one time for your pancakes. And that was that, that was just a product of the, the two inch cork? Yep, yep, and I have, Tim Bombardier was down and found, saw those, and he said, I want them when you die. <laughs> and those things floated beautifully, they stacked up nice. Ducks don't see this, they see the top of things when they're coming in. I, I, made, a, I made a bunch of scoter pancakes. It probably I, worked fine. Yeah, I did, I did put a bottom board on them just to give them just, you know, a little, you go three inches. Yeah, between. just to give them a little, little bit more height. But um, yeah, they, they, they work great. Um, yeah, I get, I tell everybody. I had a pancake sleeper that I, I discovered a sleeper up on a shelf. Hmm. Early sleeper. Hmm. Um, it's a shame it's not easy to get above us. Because I, I could, I could, mm -hmm. I could, I could grab a couple different things. But anyway, uh, I tell everybody that I credit you to helping me dial in my paint. You kind of tongue lashed me in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes is that I wanted to go. You go first. <clears throat> Saturday Grace Decoy Show, probably the first time Jeff had taken a, a bird to a competition. It was the only time. Well, not the only time. I think it was a black time. duck. The black ducks because I thought, here we go. <clears throat> The, the rig contest was, I was making one of this and one of that, one of this and one of that, and I never made a group of something. So I was like, hey, you know, they got a contest, it'd be cool, we gotta make at least six birds. And black ducks, how hard could a black duck be to paint? Not, it, sometimes hard. it's not necessarily the painting <laughs> as much as it is the attitude and the general carving that, you know, when, when you're up on a, on a nice high platform, looking down at the birds, then you can you can pick and choose things. Mm -hmm. But Jeff was devastated. I was. He was. 
I got beat up more times when I started doing this. That, that's why I'm wearing the run up green shirt. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention to us was, was a sign of, you're doing okay. <laughs> so honorable mention, in decoy contests, generally, typically, first place is a blue ribbon. Right. Second place would be white or yellow. Or red. Or red. Well, maybe, maybe no, you're, you're correct. Second red. place is red. And then Third yellow. place would be white or yellow. <clears throat> and then, then there's the, well, we're going to give you a ribbon just because you showed up, which is always green. <clears throat> Love the field trials, that would be your jam. Okay. And I, I judged a, recently, I haven't judged a field trial in forever. We, um, with Mike Hopkins, judged a derby in Greenwood. And I guess a couple people were, uh, what's the word I should use? Tweaked a little bit that we- Pissed. Did, okay, thank you. <laughs> For a better word. That we didn't give all the dogs green ribbons that, that completed trial. But there were some dogs that, like, the, the handler was done. The dogs just out there running, 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 Having running. Having a good time. Yeah, I'm like, that, that you know, I'm, the, oh, they're young dogs. You should give every, everybody should get a ribbon. The key with the competition is that it's a very shallow kind of a thing. Because what you're making birds for is to go and harvest stuff. Kill to, things, kill things. Come stuff on. to eat. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you can sometimes use Clorox bottles painted black. Sometimes, but more well, often than not, the stuff you make, you can change the attitude, the way they they ride on the water positions, everything else. And I th- that to me is a very important part of making handmade decoys, is not making them all look like they were pulled out of a, a vacuum pipe or vacuum system, which is why I don't like plastic. It also doesn't hold paint very well. Uh, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Unsolicited, because I didn't ask you, George told me, Karen, everything was wrong with my black ducks. <laughs> I, well, he walked by, and, and Bob and Bob and Sandy, who were two of the two of the founders of Runamuck, were usually very nice people. New York and, and Rhode Island. Both both Rhode Island, Connecticut now. Rhode Island, Connecticut, copy. Or Rhode Island, yeah, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, New York. I think Bob is thinking about getting out of New York because. Tired of moving from house to house. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> they were, they are very gentle. And if you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you flat out what I think. Mm-hmm. That's the, the lack of the lack of uh, filters. But you might key, want to say the key here is that I did not ask you. I just walked by and said. You need to fix this, 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 and this, and I just kept going. It was like just a, it was just a passing. Th- and Bob and Sandy said, "Don't mind." Him. Who was just, that masked man? That's just George. <laughs> but George told the truth on stuff. You did, and I'm telling you, man, I, I tell everybody, I give you credit for dialing my painting. And I think it was the following year. I went back. It was Buffalo, and my Buffalo still were jacked up. But anyway, you did say was not in the air of all our fancy phones and things, but you said, hey, come on, you can come over anytime you want. Just bring a, you know, VC, uh, you know, a VCR camera at the time, whatever, 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 tape recorder. And um, I don't have, which I, I wanted to have it, but I'll catch up with you some other time. It's still over Pintail. 
but I still had the original notebook that you just you said all right this is what you got to start you got to make buff this is buff and buff is do 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 you have you know oh, like I started because because of that a lot of people would contact me and say what colors do you use for a particular bird and I would email them and then erase it and my wife bless her heart said why don't you put that in a file somewhere so it's it's easily available. So I started, I kept a file on everything that I, I painted, mm-hmm. including the Argentine birds, which the guys down there now have copies of if they ever decide to repaint things. Mm-hmm. And now somebody will contact me and I, I just email it to them and say, print it up, stick it in a folder. Mm-hmm. And I get, why don't you do a book? They said, because I don't want to sell this to somebody. I want to pass it on. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's you know, that's the way it's worked. Mentoring people. I don't charge her anything other than the material. If, if you're going to come in the shop and carve with me. All right, time out, time out, time out. Uh, did did it die? No, it says it's full. Oh, just hang on. <laughs> it's all good. Just erase it all. It's all good. <clears throat> we filled up your your machine. Nah, this is um, no. The machine's good to go. We got uh, like six hours or so on that. But just these are. Um, we might get better systems. I'm gonna go check on the. You do that. Yeah, you do that. Bob. Go live. TV cameras. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I I'm going back to the original position. Yes, please do that, George. <laughs> I thought. Uh, oh, I do. Uh, I see. There is an hour and eleven minutes, and there's two hours. I see what I did. All right, need to clean house in there a little bit, but uh, we're back. It's all good. Um, see, even even the the people I've mentored, you know, just the first one will work. You work on this, I'll work on that. I'll show you what I do. I don't expect you to do what I do because some of the things I do are scary. Most of you guys are right-handed, I'm left-handed. <clears throat> I was shunned in, in shop class, told don't do certain things because you're gonna get hurt. Come to find out it was easier for a left-handed person to deal with things than a right-handed person. And the one thing that, that I you know, I tell anybody I, I start out, just make sure if you're going to bandsaw things, keep a sharp blade all the time. Do not try to work with a dull blade. That's that's why you make... You see that scar? Yes, we can see. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a dull blade. The... Um, I'm going to hit two things here real quick. Um, and just take your time. It's, it's easier to just let, let your hands go. When That's what I always say. And it's just a piece of wood, a piece of cork. Well, that and or, you know, a blade that's hopefully, well, I guess they're more expensive now than what they used to be. But um, so back to the painting, you, you the first page in there, my, my notes is basically like you had to make black duck black, buff. Um, you had a couple other things and I, without looking at it, I can't tell you. But then, then you just sat down and you said, what bird you want to do? And, well, a green wing teal. You just went through step by step by step by step each each color, and I still I still have it have it today. Fred West, 
calls me quite a bit and he's like, hey man, what's, what's, uh, well, first he wants to see, he says, I want to see that book. I said, well, here, come take a look at it. Um, but he'll, he'll often reach out to me and ask me my opinion or, and or from your mm-hmm. notes, from your notes, what's like, what color I'm trying to make this, what do I need? So. Just, con- just contact me and be more than happy to pass, pass the paperwork on. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's, it's too much of a hassle to, you know, one of, one of the guys that, that I mentored is uh, always on my case, why don't you do a book? And I said, I don't want to do a book. If you want to do a book when I'm dead, just dedicate it to me. <laughs> but I have, I have no reason to want, to want to deal with it. If I did, I'd want all the pages, like a notebook in plastic so you can take it out. Mm-hmm. And if you got them dirty, just wipe them off. Mm-hmm best way to work with it. But for what I do, if, if I need a new copy of something, and I, I still use the, the paperwork, I use bodies in the freezer to just check and make sure that I'm, I'm close to what I wanna, where I wanna be. So George has frozen ducks. Yep. That a, are basically- It's a morgue. Some morgue. of them are over 30 years old. <laughs> I would say most of, them, most of them have to be freeze dried. Oh, they're- yeah. It's like dealing with, with bean bags. But the feathers are still good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, couldn't imagine that the pigment would fade no. in the freezer. No, if the hassle with with a mount, with having a bird mounted, it's it's very nice to have on your wall. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna deal with a mount for painting, mm-hmm. forget it. Because you get ultraviolet light yeah. that fades the colors out. Mm-hmm. You get cooking smoke, whatever yeah. happens in the house, yeah. that de- de- that duck is going to end up taking, taking the burn of the problem. Tams, oh, tams. grease. From f- yep. I just, I take them out of the freezer, take them out of a bag, put them on the table. I left a, a blue-wing teal on the table overnight, and fortunately it was beanbag stage. I had already re-glued the head because I broke it off one time. <laughs> Gorilla glue is fantastic for, for putting things back together. So I, I took, took the bird, glued the head up, kept it in position. It's, it's still fine now. I left it on the freezer. Sometime that morning, going down to do the laundry, and I went, I bet I left that bird on the, on the bench. And it was still sitting there, but it, it's it's been frozen. It's mummified now, so I just took it and put it back in the freezer. Mm. Doesn't even smell. Mm-hmm. Mm. You current day, currently still do contests, certain contests. I, I do a couple. I used to do a lot more, but I got tired of some of the things that politically were going on. Midwest in particular, it just. My comment made to someone years ago is you let the camel stick its nose under the tent, you're gonna get the whole camel. And what they have now is everybody making things that look exactly alike. So 30 years ago, 35 years ago, like where would you, in a year's time, decoy shows, where would you be going? At this time? No, I mean, just throughout the year, where, like, where, where would... If I wore the good, oh, good Lord. Ohio, 
Bradford Grace, Salisbury, Ocean City, Clayton, New York. I would send stuff out to Pacific, to California. The Chinkadick show. That that was unfortunate. They 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 lost their help. Yeah. I never made it to the. That was a nice show. I think before me, what what was in uh, Virginia Beach? Oh, Virginia Beach. I never made it there. That was that was kind of a neat a neat thing when they were still looking at hunting decoys, when the camel got its nose under the under the tent, things went went to hell. Because people would rather look at things that are really pretty than look at functional objects. And my my attitude about making a decoy is. I'm not making it here. I'm making it in my head so it looks looks like a duck at 20, 25 yards out. That's all the stuff that, that you do, all the detail you do for your eye, when you put it out there, is gone. So why do it? Simplify stuff. I'm trying to think of a couple other places. Oh, the U.S. Nationals. Maybe that. Where was that at? Long Island. Long Island. And they they also, when that show died, um, they set one up at down by Jones Beach. Okay. That's in October. They used to do a decoy show at Northeast, Maryland. Yes. And that was out in the water by that... Yep. By the museum. By the museum, yep, yep. I think I, I, I don't know. I know I did it one year, maybe two. Um, but I can remember Buffalo that I got. Probably Buffett sitting sitting on the deck. One of those, I think. It, I did not win, but I got got a ribbon for it. Participation ribbon. <laughs> no, probably, probably wasn't. But at that time, it probably wasn't participation. No, I think I think it might might have been something halfway. If we, that was 1999 because I, I I know I get it written on the on the keel of the bird, but that was 99. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, try to think Nor- anywhere else. Northeast. You never did the Tuckerton show, did you? No, never got over there. That's during dove season. Yeah, that so one. I I avoided that because I was dove hunting at the time. So I don't. How do I? How do I phrase it? How do I word it? I have some really nice plaques from Tuckerton. Yeah, you took a you took a couple of. Best in shows over there with uh, with rigs out that that strange water. Yes, but I should I admit how I why I got first place. Well, now you have to. No, nobody entered rigs. I was the only rig. Like somebody <laughs> fall, I won. That's so, a really nice that's, plaque. That's what happened at, at Harry Race. They decided they weren't going to do a rig competition anymore because mm-hmm. people just don't make rigs. Wait a minute. That's the purpose of making honey decoys. Mm-hmm. And they stopped doing it this year at Clayton. Well, Happy Grace was six birds. The Tuckerton was 12 birds. Hmm. What's, you know, what was the deal? Yeah. At Tuckerton now, there, there was a lot of interest in like their, their um, the Delaware River style bird and the Barnegat Bay style bird, but a contemporary bird, like nobody, nobody was making. It was scary. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Paul Dabrowski. Yeah, man, I, I have, that's the old blog talk radio. Mm-hmm. 
like a couple, yep. you came on a bunch of times and yep. you're like they're not there it says they're there and they're not there anymore mm. but anyway you which I, I did this thing maybe what year karen 20 13 yeah 13 14 15 somewhere in there um blog b-l-o-g talk radio it was basically you could go on a it was live radio um internet based but you, people could call in and they called in and and he would call in not like two or th- first he called in just like to talk and then i was like hey if you want like Let's, you can be the guest kind of thing. You just sit there and talk and talk and talk. And I wish I had that, but I don't have it anymore. It's mm. a shame. Yeah. And he's, he's passed. Yes. So, Haverty Grace, I can't remember, it was the, I think it was the second year. No, the first year. The first year I won Best of Show for the singles. I was at the middle school. I didn't even get to see the judging. And like Kurt Zuloff came back. He said, hey, man, you won. And like I didn't even get to, I didn't really get to experience it. And then many years later, they, I guess, so what's, what's, your, what's your opinion on the way that they judge today where, so it'll be the best, best puddle duck, best diver, and best goose in confidence. That's all. That's but they, it. But they actually put in, and this was Nick, at, at the Ocean City show, we're standing there watching his birds get judged, and it was like they really had first, second, and third of those. So there's really like oh, they they're playing pick and choose things, right? It's my attitude toward toward that whole show thing, which when I set up the pairs at, at Havre de Grace mm-hmm. was there's one ribbon. You don't have to do anything else. It's kind of like Highlander. Mm-hmm. There can be only one. <laughs> you don't need all the other ones. No, no, no one, no one's going to remember even who who took a best in show five days after the thing is over with. So let's just dispense with all the, the wasting of money and making people's feelings good. Just get one really super good ribbon and be done with it. You don't you don't bring a bird back to second place to compete with birds that are already in first. That's my point. That was an IWCA thing. Mm. And it's I never saw any logic in it. You're you're when you're in a competition you you don't take the guy who's who was maybe had had the third place bird and put him up against the first place bird. It's like wrestling or anything else, you know. There's one guy who places first, there's a guy who places third, they go all the way, what, the seventh or eighth? After that, you're just cannon fodder. You're there. So the setup is? That was what it was, it was a setup. (laughs) So the scenario is, the top, the story goes, I think it would have been 2005. And now my mind's confused. Because the t- I, I won twice, but the one time I wasn't present. So this would have had to been the first time. I don't know. Anyway, basically, it wasn't the whole where there's like, you know, six, not really nine birds out there, three, three classes and, you know, first, second, third. So there's not nine birds. Kind of keep weeding them out, weeding them out, weeding them out, and there's three birds left. That's... That's what it was designed for. I had a scoter, you had a wood duck, and I had a brand. 
And I said, I can, this is, and that would have been my first time that I could have won a best of show. And I said, I can see how this is going to go. <laughs> George is going to win. I'm going to get second, third. Not always. Well, it didn't happen that way. I, I got first and third and you got second. We're standing in the parking lot taking pictures. You told me to pick that pebble up off the ground. Are you, excuse me, no, 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 no. You picked the pebble up off the ground and you said, snatch it from my hand. You're done. You can't teach me anymore. <laughs> Just not, you're on your own now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was the first bus to show. Dave, Dave Sikorsky had that experience also, except I threw the rock at him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he asked me to pick it up off the ground, hand it to you, and then you said, snatch it from my hand. I can't remember, but it's, old, it's a David Carradine reference. Yeah, that was that was kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah, kung yeah. fu. Mm-hmm. When you can snatch a pebble from my hand, it's time for you to go. I've I've sent a lot of people out with pebbles that I've mentored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So two weeks ago, were you in Clayton? Yes. How did that go? It's shrinking, mm-hmm. but we we had the the best thing that I like about that show is. You know, we set up a table to do a demonstration. It's Tim, Brian Ballard, and I were, were doing a demo. Steph was wandering around. It's my son, mm-hmm. looking at stuff. And we had kids finally coming back, sitting down and watching us work and asking us questions. The, the competition, they quit doing rigs. Mm-hmm. That was done on the pond. Yep. They, because no one does rigs anymore. Excuse me, that's... That's kind of silly. If if you if you kill it, you're telling people you, they don't have to do it. It's not necessary. They still do pairs out there, and they do the the prettier stuff indoors. You know, in the so the pairs the, are done on in the, the tank. Yeah. Okay. But excuse me. They they need to get out there and kill off some of the high grass that's growing around the pond. Well, it's got to be horrible. I, last time I was there, you gotta Coot, be, Coot was young. Yeah, you got to be sneaky about it. Yeah. Um, shoot, what's like 2000? I bet you 2003. And if they've let cattails just go crazy. Yeah. There's no... Other than they're edible when they're young, there's no use for cattails at all. Well, red-winged blackbirds have places to, to hang. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So... There became a very narrow place for judges to look at stuff. It used to be you could walk around the whole pond. Mm-hmm. That's one of those great discoveries. I was out walking when I used to go up there with Mike Spicer. I said, Mike, do you know there's a pond up there? He said, No. Tom Humberstone didn't know there was a pond up there. I said, What a great place to do maybe a rig of birds or a pair of birds or both. Mm-hmm. It takes a while for things to get through people's heads after I say it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, being a little outspoken on stuff, just do it, don't have an awe about it. So they they quit doing the rigs, they're still doing pairs, thank heavens. But they're also still looking at at mostly North American species. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the years, no, wait a second. 
I want to talk about Delaware first. Um, there was a show in Delaware, by the way, up in Odessa. There was also one in, uh, what's what's the town just before you go to? Uh, Smyrna? Go on route, no, you go on Milford? Route 40. Route 40. Uh, Glasgow? Glasgow. There was okay. a show at the high school. That I don't remember. I, I think I remember the Odessa one. The one in Odessa lasted only a couple of years. I think Rusty Harvey was very influential in, in getting that going and it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, gunning in Delaware. You did do a whole lot in Maryland, mostly mostly mm-hmm. Delaware? I fought in Vermont, a little bit in New York, Canada, but not, not most of it was all Delaware. Mm-hmm. What um, what year you've you've told me, described it to me? I, I don't remember the year, but when was like the Brant limit a crazy number? At one point back in the seventies, it was like twelve or sixteen birds. I was gonna say I, you, I was gonna. You I never like, did it. I was gonna say fourteen. And that was that was insane. Mm-hmm. At that point, there there may have still been good grass for the. The birds to eat. Mm-hmm. When it went, then then they decided to shut it down for a while. Then it came back, and they were. I think the maximum I ever saw was four, mm-hmm. and that was enough. Yeah, I was. There's a couple of years seasons there where they talked about that they could. When I was guiding them, that you, you possibly they were going to give you four, but they they kept it at three. But still, it was a sixty day season at three birds. It's one now. 30 days this year. And that's because they lost track of the birds. Mm. The, the last time they did a one bird, the the people that do the flyovers in Delaware, anyway, did not realize that the Brant were changing their eating habits. They were following the geese out in the fields. They were going over to, to cut over wheat fields. They were eating on golf courses, and, and they weren't all eating eelgrass, or not eelgrass, the uh, sea cabbage, yep. which made them smell bad. It's, it's uh, and gave a sea, them, sea gave them, huh? Yeah, gave them a beautiful green stain on their buttocks. The, um, <laughs> the uh, sea, sea lettuce is, is very high in iodine. I did, there was, <gasps> I was at a ramp one, during the season one time, and State was there like out in the water goofing around, and these little things. I said, hey, what are you, like, what are you doing? Oh, we're doing a, a, a sea lettuce survey. I was like, oh, really? You know, start talking to them. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're trying to uh, just see the differences of the sea lettuce and the amount of iodine that was in them. And um, I said, so like, so like if something eats that, would it, would it possibly make them? And they were like, yeah, it's, you know, there's, and there's some grant right there. I like, yeah, well, they eat, they eat, they're eating the sea lettuce. And like, yeah, because they had nothing else to eat. Yeah. It was, it was sad there. 1976, the, that was the year that Rehoboth Bay totally froze over. Mm-hmm. And those birds didn't have the sense to leave. And they were eating in the median strips. <sighs> they were dying by the, by the dumpster fall. Mm-hmm. And people were leaving them cabbage, you know, stuff, hoping they would eat it. Mm-hmm. 
So at least the birds finally smartened up and changed their, their eating habits a little bit. I don't know if you recall this or not, the year would have been 2002, it was before the banks put, still the old TDB. So I'll say 2002 or three. And the way the seasons were, Delaware was still open late. The Maryland stuff was closed. For Brent. Yes. I was out with you That's what when it was cold as a, as a, <laughs> as a titch's wit. And I think I, I made your dog crazy because we set out a nice ring of decoys and probably had every Brant on the entire East Coast sitting in among the decoys and strung out for probably a quarter mile. Why aren't you shooting? Is it because I just want to look at them? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've seen those pictures, Karen. Oh. I sat there with the camera, like they just, this mass, just, we were just off the shore a little bit and they were just, here's yeah, Brant, right? And they're yeah, just working, they're working their way up. This poor dog went crazy. They're working their way up. Look at the way they worked the decoys. Yeah, they came into the decoys. We're just shooting. Just, there's no need to. And coot, would you have coot then? Yeah. 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 Oh, she was she was really upset. Yeah. Well, they were just in there, like, you know, it would be so cool to have video of that. The audio was just, you know, these things were just, just choking just, their little hearts out. Yeah, I was, man, I, I was un unbelievable. That's the most brand I ever saw in. In a rig at, at any one time. Yeah, mm. it was very impressive. I'll dig those pictures out. And, and, yeah, uh, they're they're worth looking at. Yeah. yeah, and and he's getting all crazy because he's going. Why aren't you shooting? <laughs> I got the probably a, it's it's an age thing, but mm -hmm. there there's a, a point. I think aesthetically, where you know you've shot enough stuff, you know what they taste like, and. I looked at that many birds and said, I don't want to disturb them. Mm. I just want to watch them. Mm. My God, they were neat. Snow leopard. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you, you've kind of said the same thing where, you know, it's not about the shooting. It gets to a point where it's not about the shooting. It's just about the, the relationships. The, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, being outside, enjoying. Sat there in the morning, was some of your decoys, some of my decoys, it was cold. I remember like the day before, the day after I was there, launched, and like somebody, you know, the big parking lot's pretty much empty, and they're like, what are you doing? Go <laughs> You know, they, they like thought like, as soon as you step in the boat, like the boat's gonna sink, like it was howling and cold, you're gonna die. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't think so, and you know, didn't, but it was, uh, that was that was probably my last time shooting, trying to shoot Brandon Delaware. We, we went and got chicken livers, when we were finished. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, man, back then too, the reciprocal licenses, I would get a Delaware full season license. It was like $80 or something like that. Mm, that's gotten expensive now. Yeah, it has 100%. Maryland just raised their license, licenses this year too, straight up. They said something like for like 20, mm, 24 years, Maryland licenses had not increased. They were leaving federal money on the table, so they had to bump their license fees up. Bad choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the one the one a day makes it almost not worth. You know, if I I take eighteen birds with me and go out and and sit and watch, what? It's pretty hard to kill one brand. The way they they kind of ball up just before they they go in. You pull the trigger and things just start falling all over the place. 
Karen, Karen might have a different experience on her brand hunt. You said they're easy to kill. She might disagree. Yeah. No. I'm just a bad shot. <laughs> you just you have to be very patient with them, mm-hmm. and and wait till they 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 kind of go go into a ball. Mm. We had when I had my first lab, and I had I had the Boston Whaler. Barry and Bob and I used to religiously go down into the river. It was four birds a day. Whoever set had to put the boat away. The boat away was usually not going to shoot that day. So you just catch that half hour before sunrise and hear, and I'm, you know, if I'm up with putting the wheel away, I can see the two guns go up and know that I must just pull the boat back and go get it. Because the dogs are retrieving and there's 12 birds down. So we got your little George. I wasn't going to pull pull a trigger because it, it's happened to me. It's happened to, to all you know all of us at one time or another. He who puts the boat away is going to be mm. just there, there for the for the set out and pick up and work the dogs. The dead egg cave. Why can't I speak today? It's a ginger ale. It's a bubbles. You said it was too early to drink. I I think maybe we should. <laughs> I have to get on though. The dedicated labor. Mm-hmm. Of the day, that's what I was trying to say. Dedicated mm-hmm. labor. That's well that to me that's what waterfowl carving is all about. It's it's I I've always looked at it as kind of fun. It's an adjunct to what I did when I painted. And I, it's it's an addiction now. Mm-hmm. But I, I like doing it. You know, I like I like carving. I like I like the smell of the stuff. Mm. I like watching things disappear. What was? Do you know what was the binder that made Wiley Cork so special? Yes. Probably something bad for you. It was uh, urea and it was kind of bad for you. <laughs> uh, Almost like the, the dust almost had like to me has or has had had has a um, almost like a like an oily feel like a I don't know there was it's 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 different than the urea and no my brain it, two o'clock tomorrow morning I'll wake up and remember <laughs> yeah. what the other because Marty had told me what what they used and it reacted to to the heat when they ran it through the extruder. That's what made the binder stick. Because mm-hmm. you could take that back and, and they'd recycle it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really good. That's mm-hmm. all I can all I can say. Yeah. That was the the way to go. It was the cork. Um, You're using black cork. Don't do that. Yeah. Ruin your nose. The um, you're you're gunning in Canada. Where Quebec or Ontario? We, we used to hunt. Uh, with the guy whose family owned an island up in Quebec and also up in uh, Saskatchewan. Okay. Do you remember where in Quebec? Yep. place called Ile d'Aigle. It was on St. Lawrence? Eagle Island. Yeah, right off St. Lawrence. Okay. They, were, they were still uh, sink boxes up there. Right. Uh, it was... 
where the St. Lawrence River turns into, they call it a lake because it widens out. Mm -hmm. It's so like we, Quebec we, City? We hunted, no. Not that no, far? No, uh, Masconage was the name of the town. But well, I mean, it's not, it wasn't as far as Quebec City? Mm -hmm. No. No. That was another strange place that I had to remember to speak French. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the great, the, <coughs> this, this, this story has to be told because it was, we were out at a, at a basically a, a set, oh, it was a 7-Eleven, mm -hmm. getting snacks one night. And <laughs> this girl who was working the place looked at us when we got up to the counter and said, you want sacks? <laughs> and in perfect French, I said, ma'am, I hardly know you. <laughs> Mademoiselle, je ne vous connaissez. <laughs> she turned bright red and she said, no, no, not sacks, bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, my experience, was way Ramuski, so way down the river. Okay. Um, yeah, been Dominic in, in uh, Montreal. Been you know a few times there, but you were almost in Vermont. We were way down. Um, I think I think it's. No, I mean, it's it's that was Maine. Like would be okay. Maine. It's it's way it's way down. But where you're, you're talking about French, you know, I'm, I, I have trouble speaking American. <laughs> I, have speaking, speaking I have trouble speaking English. Uh, we're out there, and it was we were sea duck hunting. Or actually, Dominic was there. Um, it was early, early season. Um, but where I'm trying to go with this is, I thought they didn't like me because I was American. It was because I could, couldn't speak their their French. That's that's what. That's what uh, that was the problem. No, no habla rana. So no, then I tried to learn a couple words. So at least if I made effort in a store, at least I made effort in a store. Like usually, somebody would, would help out. In amongst our group, there was a, a girl. It was a little, I think she was a professor of some sort with waterfowl, and she was from France. She said, "I just I'm French, and I just came over last month." She says, "They're talking slang." She says, "I have trouble understanding what they're saying." That's what she said to me, so I don't know. And that's when, when we started going down to Argentina, my, my partner said, somebody's got to learn to speak Spanish so we can get along better with these guys. And everybody looked at George. <laughs> George is retired. He can do it. George, explain to Karen the travel process because she wants to go to Argentina. How, how are we getting there? You can take a boat. Mm-hmm. The easiest way is to fly. Right now, the only place you go out is out of Kennedy. Okay. Um, you land in, in Isizia, which is Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. Usually fly out at night, except when the flights get screwed up and you end up sleeping in the airport, mm. which my son and I had the fortune of doing last time we went. Yeah. And uh, from that point, now we, you know, we go down there to hunt, so somebody's here to pick us up. Mm -hmm. And we thought we had one Fangio with us, 
was a Formula One driver <laughs> back, way back. And when we got picked up at nine o'clock at night, by two in the morning, we were down in, in Benito Juarez where we were gonna hunt. Okay. He drove on a couple occasions, 90 miles an hour, right. pitch black, but he knew where he was going. Hmm. Good driver. You'd, you'd see a truck ahead, trucks go very slow, just past the truck. <laughs> we had a couple steps in the back seat going, I don't want to be up front. Now, now I know why I don't, I don't even like going out with people. He sells cars. He doesn't even like to go out on, on test drives with people. Anyway, he landed as easy. From that point, just pick up your, your stuff. And if, if you're going to do it with a, if you, are you going down in a hunt or just? Yeah, she's a killer. I'm along for the ride. She's a killer. Gorgiova.com. What? what? Gorgiova.com. Oh, that's the place to go. Well, that's where we go. Copy. It's shoot over good decoys. Mm. <laughs> Guy's name is Giovanni Corsi. We've been hunting with him since 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. They, you know, conditions this year have been fantastic. They had plenty of water, a lot of rain. For three years, they had a drought. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, even the, the rivers there were shallow. What, but, good. you know, that someone will pick you up. And if, if you're going with, with, with who we go with, you go on a little road trip. It's about four hours. Bathroom stops. Stop for beer, food. Make sure they they take you to a place where you get either sandwiches or barbecue. This will start right away. Food's good. Yeah. Bring you don't have to bring a gun. It's too much of a pain in the neck now to do it. Mm -hmm. And the people we hunt with have 12s and 20s, okay. all Berettas, and they'll put you on birds. Hmm. Well, first off, Karen's a Benelli girl, but... <laughs> well, you can learn to shoot a Beretta. <laughs> she likes she likes APX, 9mm, she likes Beretta. It's still Italian. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is, well, two things. What's the travel, what's the flight from Kennedy down? What, cost? No. Time. <laughs> Roughly. If you stay awake, mm -hmm. too long. If you sleep, about 10 hours. I get up, I get up and walk around a lot when I'm on a plane. Mm -hmm. what, what, what kind of plane are we flying on? Seven, what is it, the, the big, the big ones. Mostly American, well, we fly American Airlines. United doesn't go there anymore. America's probably that dream weaver. But we had, we had a good trip once they got the plane off the ground. <laughs> it only has to go up and then down once. The uh, the flight from Dallas to Sydney, it's um, my Airbus 310. Anyway, double-decker. Probably forever. 17 hours. That's a long trip. Mm. Qantas alcohol is free. Until they cut you off. It's just, this is about a, uh, it's a 10-hour trip. They do most of the flight at night, which is great. The, the first time you go, you know, you're all 
hyped up, excited yep. about this new place. Uh, the, the area down there is very flat, except for the western side, which is old mountains. Hmm. A lot of, lot of lakes, a lot of rivers. You're, going, you're, you're hunting in the winter down there. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's hotter than hell up here. It's 40 degrees. They have occasional snow showers. Steph and I were there. They had a tornado. Mm. Just, it's, it's very wild. Mm. When the wind comes out of the south, it's cold because it's coming out of the Antarctic. Yeah. Just everything's backward. I'm from Australia, so. Say she's from Washington. So. <laughs> she has all that might. Yeah. Do your sinks in Australia go in reverse? Toilets don't because they're mechanical. Oh, First thing I did when, when I got <laughs> we got to the Estancia, went inside, turned on the sink. Yep, the water goes backward. <laughs> the, the best thing is going out at night and looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's no lights anywhere, you know. You're, you're, you're away from Buenos Aires. You're away from the city. You're away from all that pollution, and it's just wow. Is there anything is called man? What is with me? I can't talk. You're getting senile. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Is there anything called the Southern Lights? Anything like that? I have to ask about that. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never there is the the first thing I looked for at night was the Southern Cross. Mm-hmm. It's a constellation. Mm-hmm. This time of the year, Orion just starts to peak along the horizon, so you see the honor. and it's a whole whole different ballgame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most important question: What kind of bourbons and whiskeys are we looking for down there? <laughs> To drink? Yeah. Mostly, what do they got? Mostly wine down there. If you want whiskey, pick it up at the... It's whatever people bring and leave, or stuff that you want to bring with you, pick it up at the... Uh, at the... Uh, duty-free. The duty-free. Mm-hmm. So, but, is, but I guess really, let me be more direct. Is there Argentine whiskeys or bourbons? I guess technically it can't be a bourbon, right? Mostly just wine. One. Hmm. Beer? Good beer. Okay. The they have good red, good good white. Do you all think of who we are? I had <laughs> something on a table one day. I was taking my meds in the morning and I swear it was just water. And it wasn't ever clear. Ugh. And I tipped I tipped the bottle back just to to swallow my meds. And all of a sudden, it was like someone lit my mouth on fire. When I went to the fireplace, <laughs> flames are shooting all over. So what the hell was that? Oh, it's the girls wiped the, the table down with the Everclear. Oh, mm. my gosh. I said, don't leave the, no en la mesa, no mas, no mas. And they were, they were all upset because I was spitting fire out. <laughs> but I managed to keep the pills in, and I grabbed the, oh my gosh. Grabbed the bottles, regular water, and, Swallowed down. Good to go. Do we have permission to come visit the dungeon? Absolutely. We want to do that. Yeah. We're just timing with the 
with uh, Whaleville Wagon Tails is kind of few and far between right at the moment. But yep. yes. Busy, busy board. Oh, time. please do. Yeah, thank you. Um, can we fire the grill up? Which? Our grill. We're going to fire the grill up. You want to hang out? Okay, what is? <laughs> what time is it? And for the rest of us, please? 11 o'clock. What's that? What a, hey. Usually we've been doing this outside, so the grill's right behind you. But that right there is very, very nice. That's a grill? No, 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 <laughs> the no, air no. conditioner. That's your heater. Heating air conditioning system. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is we were doing it out out, well, out front there and like, man, I, well, especially yesterday. I, I guess it's got to be pretty nasty out there now. Right? Night. It was 84 when I got here. Yeah. yeah. So it's 88. George Williams, where can folks find out more information about you and or connect with you? Runamuckdecoys.com. Run. R-U-N-A-M-U-K. No, C-K. Yep. It's only my license. Runamuckdecoys.com. You can also get up with me at gwdecoys at verizon.net. If you want specific decoys and you're willing to wait, generally my turnover time is about two weeks. What'd you bring me today? I brought scoters, awesome. skunk heads, and, and white wings. Hey, Those uh, have been sitting around. Long time. I won't even tell you how long. Yeah, I, I told Karen the story last night. <laughs> I had to put a keel on the hen this last, yesterday, because yeah. she, she sits nice. Good. She even has a screw in her. All right, there you go. And let's see. What other things? Oh, my phone number is... <laughs> 302. Now, is this your cell number, right? Yeah. You didn't have a cell phone for a long time. I have one now, see? <laughs> it's an iPhone. That's where, you got, that's where you got the pictures of the... Yeah, man. I'm proud of you on that. 302? 302-270-8706. Awesome. George, we appreciate your effort. Thank you very it's much. It's been fun. No, thank you, thank you. Come up to the shop and... We want to do that. Bring your video camera. We're going to do that. Yeah. People won't believe that. <laughs> I um, I I'm just, I, I didn't tell Karen this. I am gonna. This is, I I, I thought about it in the trailer. So you, you don't know the, this about me, George. Mm, excuse me. The white trailer sitting out front there. That's what that's what I carved in most recently. Okay, you were not a bad shop. Well, just it was over there on the water and just you know the the development on and on and on. Anyway. In there, I thought it would be cool when people show up, but nobody ever really showed up. But if people showed up, like have a place, you know, to sign this, that, the other. So what I thought was, especially since the uh, the Wiley Court Bird, I think I'm just gonna have people sign sign that. So you have to sign it for you, Lee. Is that all right? I'll sign on auto, the inside. Autograph it. Yeah, auto, autograph on that side. We gotta figure out a way to frame it, Karen. Can we do that? Yeah. Oh, this is Argentina. It's impressive. I want to go. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. It is another, hopefully. Oh, wow. Oh, Karen's watching That's videos crazy. now. Yeah. Birds and birds That's and birds. Water. Yeah, George texted me these a while ago. Mm. You didn't show them to her? No, I didn't show them to her. She don't show them. I, sometimes I share stuff with her. I, I sent some guys from Virginia down. Right. Now, one of them may have COVID, but he could have gone on the plane anywhere. 
but they had one warning. The group of guys shot over 100 birds. Wow. All right, so that's right. one thing, I guess because I am old. I think that's one of them. What, what, what kind of limits are we looking at down there? <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure. Is it more of like how many shells can you afford? It's, well, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You have to have to check it out. Argentina. All right, I'm going to end this. George, once again, thank you for taking the time to get here. We're going to fire the grill up and enjoy. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. i got to see if I can, I can get the picture of this to make it work. This is just freaking... <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone... Oh, fuck. That too. What is wrong, man? Fuel your adventure. Fuel your adventure at Molly's in Kennedyville, Maryland. I don't know what's wrong with me. All right, if you are still watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for taking the time and putting in the effort. Uh, If you don't already, please subscribe. If you like our podcast, give us a thumbs up. Can you hear my stomach? Nope. It's growling. I must really be hungry. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like our podcast, give us a thumbs down. It's good to go too, so. on the normal podcast platforms. Thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. Hey, I do want to say part of the concept here at Pitball's World Headquarters, PBHQ, I did mention earlier, um, Duck Chuck stopped in. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what we're, it was very nice of him. He follows along with what we do. And while in Ocean City, he wanted to stop by and say hello. So Chuck, thanks for taking the time to yeah, stop right. by. Uh, and speaking of taking the time, if you could, please check out the sponsors of the Pitballs podcast, Molly's Place Sporting Goods, mymollys.com, Duckwater Boats. Steve Hoover, thank you. Duckwaterboats.com. They're still looking at videos. The tree line over there. Duckblindbistro.com. That's where John, is John Paul, Paul and Jay. That's the road. Getting I'm going to turn the turn mute them out. There we go. No, you guys talk, talk amongst yourselves, please. Talk amongst yourselves, please. Now they got me all confused. No, you're good. Crabs to go. Crabs to go.com. Mark, John, Dan, thank you very much. What are you going to show me, George? What is? What am I looking at? I turned your volume back. That's a road. That's a road? That's a road. Looks like a canal. Nope, that's a road. Like Matter a of fact, that if I get the... If I get, Come on, make it start. The, there's a line of trees. Mm-hmm. That's that's where La Gringa is, where we stay. <laughs> that's a canal, man. That's not a canal. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the other one. The other I did. Image. And Buck and Jay Duck, <laughs> Duck, Dirty Duck Coffee. Still excited about that. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Check them out, please. Whaleyville Wagon Tails and the Bus Waterfowl. So, did you hear my stomach that time? Yes. I am hungry. All right. We appreciate you taking the time to tune in once again. George, thank you very much. As all. No, thank you. Thank you. As always, thinking of you, we are. Boom, boom. That's a car. <laughs> they had water.
Wait, when was this? This year? This, yeah, this they year. do have water. Right. That's a canal, man, I'm telling you. It's a road. I see that. It looks like the, a canal. The tree line off to the left mm-hmm. is Lagriga. Okay. And that's the lodge, that's what yeah. you're saying.